Dear listener, we're having a brain frazzle. And on light of that, we haven't figured out what we're going to introduce this podcast with. So we're just going to step straight into the podcast. Welcome to Staggering Stories, number 324. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am... A zit with legs. Ooh. See, last time I think yeah. I, I went over the top well, with that, the, nice the lovey-dovey stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's back to status quo, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, normal Whatever service you want. is resumed. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's what I'm wondering da, da, if you've da, da, da. my joke. <laughs> Stop now. Stop. You're, you're killing the mighty quo. <laughs> <laughs> Some should. Ooh. They're touring next year. There's only one of them left. What's left of them? Ooh. You stepped over the line there, Jack. <laughs> no, you didn't step. You sort of jumped, I think. Over several graves. News. Anyway, without further ado... I have your brain fart. Start again. Yes. We're going to rhyme this entire time. Oh in rhyme in time. Anyway, without further ado, it's the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Witaka fingered for potential award. <gasps> oh, dear. In the Welshier parts of the land, <laughs> Doctor Who finds itself nominated for four BAFTA Cymru awards this year, including one aimed directly at Witaka herself. Mm. The British Academy of Film and Television Arts in Wales has announced these four nominations for excellence in broadcasting and production within film, games and television in Wales as <gasps> outstanding actress Jodie Witaka. Tarka as the Doctor. Damn. Excellence in production design. Arwell Wynne Jones for season 11, including the new TARDIS console room. Damn. Outstanding special and visual effects. The production team for The Doctor Falls, an odd choice given that broadcast well over a year ago on the 1st of July 2017. Damn. Plus the big one. Outstanding television drama. Doctor Who. Dun, dun, dun. Former Who head honcho Russell the Davies mm. also received a nomination as writer for a very English scandal. Doctor Who didn't manage a nomination in the writing category this year. <laughs> the awards ceremony will be held on the on 13th of October. <laughs> My birthday. That is your birthday, oh, yes. which yeah. will be more grammatically correct than that sentence was. <laughs> it would, yeah, it well, would be. I wouldn't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it had got nominated for um, the writing, we would have been shouting, <laughs> just ever so slightly. <laughs> It'd be great if she wins the award, though. It would. Yeah, and oh, Doctor yes. in general. Yeah. Yeah. More. Do- 
Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. More, I tell you. Gosh. The next Blu-ray box set has been announced. Woohoo! The next classic Doctor Who season box set has been announced, and it's the final one made for the original series. <gasps> Sylvester McCoy's third season, a.k.a. 1989 season 26. Is that the one we've ordered? That's the one we've ordered. Yay. <laughs> the 14 episodes comprise of four stories, all featuring the aforementioned Sylvester McCoy as the seventh Doctor and Sophie Aldred as Ace. They are... The excellent <laughs> battlefield, the freaky ghost light, the wonderful curse of Fenric, and the slightly lesbianesque survival. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the extended edits of Battlefield, ha, and the curse of Fenric, all the episodes have had a 5.1 audio mix up from their original stereo. Other features include Behind the Sofa, Showman, The Life of John Nathan Turner, a feature-length documentary on Doctor Who's longest-serving producer. The making of Fenwick. The in conversation. Matthew Sweet and Sophie Aldred. The writers. Why room. the hell have you gone posh? So <laughs> 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 I was. Ben Ivanovich. Ian Briggs. Rona Munro. Rona Munro. Andrew Cartmel. Becoming the Destroyer. Actor Mark Anton and Merrick. prosthetics designer Stephen Mansfield. They've got weird names. I know <laughs> I've got a weird name. Also, many of the old DOVD special features will be included. There is no suggestion that Hal and Pace have been brought back for any of the new special features. The seven-disc box set is currently slated for release on Monday the 23rd of December, but given their track record, perhaps expect it in January 2020. Mm. I am looking forward to this so one. I. Can you tell? Have, have you seen the trailer for this? Yes. Oh, With Sophie Aldred. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, very yeah. nicely done, I thought. Yeah. This was the saddest season of all, not only because it was the end of the original not run. Not we knew it at the time but, for a couple of years. It had got back on track. Yeah. It was oh, good. Yeah. yeah. But nobody was bloody watching That's it the trouble, because the yeah. last few years had been rubbish. Oh, the year before was pretty good too. Yeah, but it had been slated up against Coronation Street mostly. Yeah. So. Apart, apart from the um, rather badly written flirting scene in Curse of Fenwick. <laughs> I don't know, I watched that, I was, I was 17 when that broadcast, so I thought that flirting was top notch. <laughs> <laughs> It's just what you do when you're about 16, 17. Yeah, you just try. <laughs> but no, it's one of my my more. It's, well, it's one of my favourite McCoy seasons. It, yeah, it's, it's one of my favourite McCoys. Uh, it certainly everything was in place, and I think I've mentioned it before. It's was a nice it's culmination of a nice subtle arc that we didn't realise was going on. Mm, mm. But the black cat in in survival was rubbish. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's a shame, the, shame the arc never got to fulfil itself. Yeah, yeah. Discworld. Oh yeah. Ankh Morpork gets some BBC live action. Ooh. With Sky seemingly having given up on their adaptations of Terry Pratchett's Discworld novels, now the BBC are set to have a go. According to a BBC press release, the TV series is set in the fictional city of Ankh-Morpork, where crime has been legalised. The Watch is a uniquely archaic and thrillingly entertaining police procedural. The character-driven comedy centres on a group of misfit cops as they rise up from decades of helplessness to save their corrupt city from catastrophe. The Watch is inspired by the legendary City Watch subset of Sir Terry Pratchett's best-selling Discworld novels and its many iconic characters. Mm. The eight-episode series, currently named The Watch, hmm, original, 
<laughs> will be directed by Crave Viveros, who previously directed the BBC's upcoming adaptation of The War of the Worlds. Ooh. Filming begins in the next few weeks, so we can probably expect, be expected to see the series in the autumn of 2020, both on the BBC proper and BBC America. Mm. What I'm intrigued about this is yep. the fact that it's... Uh, directed by the same person who directed War of the Worlds. Not that we've seen that yet, but yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. That, that's my point. The War of the Worlds, I think, has been advertised or been knocking around for at least a year and a half. Yeah, I don't mm. know why it takes so long to put it out. Yeah. I presume it's going to be out around Christmas time. I don't know. Yeah, going to be this year, I think. Yeah, I suspect it, a lot of post-production it, with that, with special effects. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It may have take, need a lot of post-production, but surely you should have released that announcement when you'd finished post-production, mm. not told it's coming about a year ago. Yeah, I don't know. It's been it's been knocking around for quite some time. However, having said that, hopefully they'll do it justice. They, you know, it will be more in the lines of good omens rather than the skies disc world. Yeah, I quite like the final one particularly, going postal. I yeah, that was quite good. Yeah, yeah, they were getting better. They were getting time, better, but then but it stopped. I don't know. Yeah, why. it's sort of, sort of watching them. They were more as a two-hour trailer for the book. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this, they're taking plot elements from yeah. several books. They're, yeah, they're, they're not actually some... doing a direct retelling. They're yeah. taking all the, bo- the books and sort of mashing it up. Mm. Well, the greatest hits of the uh, Nightwatch anyway. Yeah. So. Does this mm. also mean that the BBC have realised that people do actually like to watch science fiction and fantasy stuff? They haven't done so much of their sci-fi fantasy for many, many years. Oh, BBC never do much in way of sci-fi. <laughs> but when they do it, they're really, really good at it. The things like stone tapes and other stuff and Quatermass. <laughs> well, that's yeah, what I mean. It is a long time since they've done it. Maybe that's changing. Thanks partly to BBC America. Obviously, it's popular on BBC America. Yeah, yeah. Netflix and uh, Amazon. Yeah. All their most popular stuff is all yeah. genre-related. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it will be interesting to see who they cast as the main characters, like Captain Vimes. <laughs> they have been and, uh, named, I didn't recognise any uh, Nob- of names. Nobby Nobs. Um, I mean, the thing was, I mean, yeah, Sky did pull a bit of a masterstroke with um, David Jason as Rincewinter. Uh, yeah, yeah but sure. I, he was miscast. Hmm? Rincewind is tall and skinny. Yeah. David Jason isn't. And- Rincewind yeah. is tall, skinny, and the, the Matt time... Smith would have been a good Rincewind. Yeah, mm. he he was in his mid thirties, late forties. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've just seen what's going on up in the corner next to the microphones. Was that? Oh, what? Um, oh. The doctor. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Having a nap, shall we say, yeah. on top of someone? <sighs> I got an addendum. You got an addendum. Oh, I have. It's not a very nice one. What's your not nice um, addendum? Christopher Eccleston oh, has oh, revealed yes. that when making Doctor Who, he was suffering from anorexia mm. and chronic depression. He considered taking his own life. Oh, really? Well, wow. um, he said that when he got to that stage, he basically called um, a psychiatric hospital, grabbed a bag and ran. Whilst filming? Yeah, he was suffering whilst filming. He suffered from it for decades, he said. Mm. But because he's a a northern working class lad, Mm -hmm. it's not the sort of thing that was spoken about. Yeah. But now he is speaking about it. Mm -hmm. And we wish him the very best of luck. And we're going to put links to the Samaritans and Mind in the show notes. That that could answer why his time during that season didn't 
wasn't comfortable for him and for others and mm. having suffered depression i know how people don't necessarily know what's going on it did and seem just... to be a perfect storm mm. of catastrophe yeah at that the point. production was tough and yeah that kind of helped yeah yeah any more addendums i have an addendum i have an addendum we have a prototype cast list for v- of the second film of suicide squad by oh, yeah. uh, james gunn oh yes yeah a certain oh can i shout some names can i shout some names please 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 shout some names. Peter Capaldi. Indeed. I was going to leave that one till last, but oh. yes. Uh, Jai Courtney, yep. who was in Spartacus Blood and Sand. Wasn't he in the first one? Yes, he was as well, and didn't wear very much. Okay. <laughs> oh, bugger. Margot Robbie. I know Mar- she's well, yes. yeah. still in it. A Idris, couple of them Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. yeah. Idris Elba, yes. Yeah, yeah. Nathan. Fillion. Oh, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of names going in. For this little group, the most interesting one is Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Who's he going to play? We don't know. I yet. don't know at the moment. There's no... There's some suggestions been some suggestions but there's been no confirmation on who he's going to be playing Gosh. however having seen recent photographs of him he is now completely bald he's Shame. shaved he's, he's shaved he's had a number one cut or a yeah. number two cut yeah, yeah. yeah. he's gonna have prosthetics gone. and everything isn't he so yeah. apparently yeah it'll grow back because i do like him with the slightly longer hair yeah, i don't think the short hair suits him and it makes him look older the fluffy longer but when hair he has it fluffy longer it's really <laughs> <laughs> oh be still father. Beating heart. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not old enough to be a father. <laughs> he's, he's, he's younger than her. Howdy. He's, he's, he's 54. Is he really? I don't know, I made that up. No, 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 I'm going to say I'm he's 54. A, he's at least 60 now. He is 50. I'm he's, looking it up. He was about oh, 55 and he took oh. on the job of the doctor, wasn't yes. he? Yeah. See, he must be 60 odd by he's, now. He's old enough for me to sit there thinking four. Matt Smith was a bit kind of Definitely not old enough to be your father. No, no, maybe <laughs> That's all wrong. You might anyway, very young. <laughs> any more addendums? I have one final addendum oh, for here. God's sake. Oh, yes, yeah, an addendum that could be close to El Presidente's Ooh. heart. Oh, the world's right. ending on Thursday. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, that Ka- Karen Gillan's doing a, a centre fold in Playgirl. No, Playgirl. Bounty hunters, yes. Ooh. Okay. What? Ah. Pardon? <laughs> there is a short run comic strip for Death's Head. Oh, I have the first two issues already. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> issue three, if anybody's interested, is going to be with the Young Avengers. So it's tying back into the main Marvel storyline. Yeah, the first two issues, they've got two characters, one of which used to be in the Avengers, apparently, but isn't anymore. I don't yeah. quite know what's going on. But also, it's going to feature two Death's Heads. Hmm. Yeah. I've not been greatly <laughs> impressed by the first two issues, I must admit. Oh. 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 He's all grown up. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, he's a Death's Head connoisseur. So. I know. Well, it's all a bit domestic so far. <laughs> Death's Head has been stuck in these kids' apartments. No, oh, give him time. Well, He'll break what's it going on? Isn't Death's Head? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. And that's the end of the news. Yep. Right, at the recommendation of Jean, the woman I trust more than anyone in this world. With your life? With my life. With the life of our children? If this woman said, take a leap of faith off this cliff, I'll catch you, I would believe her. Yes. At her behest. Yes. We watched Carnival Row. Pause for music. I will never, ever, ever <laughs> trust her again. Ooh. The cow. Mm. 
I'm, take it you loved it oh yeah oh it commits for me the worst crime a fantasy Ooh. series could commit go on it was boring it really didn't grip me i didn't care for any of the characters it was so grey it was hard to see it was which, quite desaturated mm, which probably yeah. is one of the reasons i hated it yeah. mm. And we didn't watch the last couple of episodes. and We only um, made it through yeah. the first two. To me, it was awful. Mm. Cara Delevingne, I, I mean, for God's sake. What's up with those eyebrows, eh? No, yeah, they're, they're, they're not eyebrows. Oh, we will not mono people's yeah. eyebrows. They're, they're fine. <laughs> I just didn't... She's, she's meant to be the person, the, well, the fairy, that we were feeling sorry for or caring for, and I didn't. No, and I never have with any of it. What, what's frankly. his name? Orlando, Orlando That's Bloom. the one. I could only just bear him in Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. He was just like, oh. Even with his, with his um, what's his name, Danny Dyer accent he had going mm. on, oh, he was... No. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about it because I just really, really didn't enjoy it and it's never going to trust Gene again. <laughs> Even though you said, oh, I've seen the trailer for that, it looked good. The trailer looked the trailer fantastic. Looked, yeah. Yes, I have to agree with you, the trailer did. It's easy to make a trailer look good. Yeah. Yeah. Orlando Bloom was Rycroft Fillow Street. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Gene, facts. next My time we're alone, I'm going to poke you in the tit. <laughs> <laughs> make sure it's the left one no. the right one's still a no. bit upset no <laughs> so uh, it's technically urban fantasy they say mm. yep. neo-noir whatever that neo-noir. is neo-noir and political drama it definitely gets more political by the end oh yeah you don't know that so much at the beginning in mm. fact the whole subplot is politics based really isn't it yeah there's a lot of different small groups of characters and they don't appear to be connected at all at the beginning but it becomes clear that there is some mm. connection between all of them and machinations political machinations going on excellent use of the word machinations yeah, by the way yeah. <laughs> i have seen it all uh, yeah. ditto it isn't the best thing ever but I didn't hate it at all. Um, I'm impressed you stuck with it. It really annoyed me that it, I was worried that I hadn't watched the rest of it because I really hated the first two. It helped a lot that I watched the first episode twice. So I watched it once Why here at Tone My Own. yourself, man? I started to fall asleep a bit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> then I went over to your place and we watched the first two episodes together. It was much better the second time, yeah. that episode, I think. And then by third episode, you get to flashbacks. You Third episode is him back in the war. The, fir- you the see, third episode is basically all a, a it's past all a, episode. It's all a flashback. The how they met and the trouble is with the flashback to him in the war is i would be hoping someone would shoot him dead Uh, (laughs) and that would annoy me because i know they didn't (laughs) one thing i will say the end of episode two with the um the woman the the fairy who got gutted and entrails everywhere that looked really good Ah, the singer yeah yeah yes okay i take it she appears again no no she doesn't appear again but she is important to the plot she is important i don't want to spoil it at all oh please spoil it maybe i off, off air, but oh, okay. uh, she is an important character. You got that impression because everyone yeah. was talking about her after she was dead. And then you have the weird guy who's had the the faux Punch and Judy show. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, he's also Cobalt. somewhat important, and looks like he's going to be more important in season two. Yeah. Mm. There's another mm. season. Runyon Millworthy. And I could see what you mean. I enjoyed this in some respects. It was slow. It was very very <laughs> slow. I think if I'd been watching it in the evening, I too would have probably fallen asleep <laughs> yeah. i watched it in the daytime while i was doing some sewing so it's kind of like on while i was doing some quilting and that kind of stuff i share what you feel about the lead character i vignette mm. um, 
Yeah, she's yeah, the perfect description. Yeah. She started to get on my nerves. She doesn't feature very much in the final couple of episodes. She doesn't. There's two characters. I don't know if you've seen them by that point. There's a fawn who beca- who's, oh, yeah, who's acquired episode. society the house money next yeah. door. The and then you've yes. got the the lady, the daughter, the yeah. sister. Yeah. Those two become far more interesting characters. They and need to be. Their relationship yeah. is quite am- yeah. amusing as well in it's some quite ways. Easy to predict. I think we were watching it and I said she's going to go to the fawn for money because they're, yeah. they're yeah. broke yeah. and that was easy to predict but it's interesting where that goes that, where that goes yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of like you sit there going oh yeah I can see where that's going to go but it, it still has its own little twist in right. the tale I liked the fact that this isn't a straight up fantasy it isn't just about fairies and goblins and what have you it's a Victorian that, that, style that, that mm. there is the politics it's actually yeah. more about politics in this kind of like yeah. Alternative world, but I'm not Racism. sure, sure that that's strong enough. And I might well watch next season, but I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. I dropped it part way through. This is the problem with these ones. You know, you say it really gets better. These things they should drag you in straight away. Yeah. If you're bored to tears after two episodes, you ain't going to watch there, the there rest. There isn't much excuse. So that first episode is relatively standalone. It's Jack the Ripper, yeah. basically, yeah. and that doesn't have much bearing. It's just that's the hook. Mm. He's an investigator. He's Inspector Abelard or whatever after Jack the Ripper so that should have been strong enough to really entice you and then they go on with the main plot but it wasn't quite enough I don't know No, from from my mind the the whole thing the episodes are about an hour long which is perhaps 15 minutes too long Mm. Um, it's as has been pointed on is it's very drab Oh, There's yes. no no colour in it. Yeah. Not even in the fairylands. When you yeah. saw the mud, it's far too desaturated. Mm-hmm. Every single person is thoroughly unlikable. Mm. There's yeah. no, oh, yeah. there is no redeeming character no. in yeah. any of it so far. Even yeah. the main characters, yeah. they're just horrible. There, there is nothing <laughs> that I can latch onto. It's a dystopian past for want of a better word and at the moment i'm living too close to a dystopian present (laughs) (laughs) so i don't i don't want that as my entertainment there are a lot of parallels running in some ways it is almost like a fantasy statement on society as it is now when you say about the the color saturation i think some of that's deliberate because one thing i noticed with the with the punch and judy man when he first turns up his coat is very very red and he's very colorful yeah. Once the pixies have been, it's the same clothes, but the colours actually physically oh, been drained out idea. of the clothing. Run so down. I think yeah. they were actually they've used yeah. that colour palette because when you you see the bergs, the high class yeah. berg women, and that mm-hmm. their clothes are very very bright. The, the trouble, the, the, the trouble know. though, doing this sort of thing is you alienate a large part of your audience because oh, yeah. so, mm-hmm. it really was hard to see. Probably My also mm-hmm. another problem of it for me is it's fantasy creatures yeah they weren't though it's just different shades of humans you've had you've had the fairies yeah you've got victorian fairies which are all gossamer and light and (laughs) but real reality fairies are capricious little bastards yes (laughs) these fairies were just irishmen Mm. yeah there is nothing intrinsically besides the fact that they can fly around wings there is nothing intrinsically fantasy about them so no. it's just different the same with the the puck the, the, puck. Yeah. the, the guys it's, it's just different slices of humanity yeah, they, just it's just the look they haven't actually embraced the philosophy yeah the centaur the centaur we never really get to see or interact with 
good one. I don't know how they're yeah. different, yeah, cause if only, at all. There's only one yeah. point where one turns up, and that's the the mother with a child you for see, the singer's house. You see one in the street. You see one yeah. that's murdered. About it. But I think the other thing is, though, this isn't an alternative version of Earth. This is no. a whole different... Seventh century. Seventh century yeah. there, and it isn't... Yeah. Although it's got that look of being Victorian England, it's, yeah. it's, they've, I think they've chosen that as being a, a timeless point, but, so to speak. But because they're not genuine, they are shades of humanity, mm. it is this Earth. Yeah. It's oh, just yeah. instead of just oh, yeah. four legs, instead of just two legs, a couple of them have got four legs. They haven't oh, yeah. actually attempted well, it's to... It's a social statement, isn't it? Sort of, yeah, uh, but yeah. So I get that, that for me standards. I don't want <laughs> that in fantasy. <laughs> Did you, you see the centaur oh. in the last episode? <laughs> yeah, but yes, you can go further with fantasy. By the end of it, people have been murdered in the street because of their race. Mm. And it, yeah. by the end of the, the season, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that it's all coming to a head. The new regime is locking up all the others and uh, yeah. internment camps. Like I said, what we've got virtually yeah, at the exactly. moment. It's, I don't we want We haven't that. really got that. And he can't yeah. really show that in these days. Political, political. Yeah. political. political. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I do agree that the characters, I don't think there are any, maybe... The Punch Judy Man running it was kind of fun. I quite like Vignette's friend. Oh yeah, yeah. In the whorehouse. The tart with the, the, heart, of the, night. the tart with a heart that <laughs> likes to draw the pictures. I quite like her. I she, although she's a secondary character, she actually had a lot more depth to her personality, mm. so to speak, yeah. than some of the other characters. Because well, she she meant to be some sort of scholar. Yeah. Who just was in the whorehouse to make money. Yeah, Basically, yeah. yeah. And um, Philo's friend on the force. Mm. He was quite a likeable character. You didn't see him very much. I was not, not say, the, which one? Yeah, not the one who he thinks is the murderer. No. Yeah. I can see why it, it's one of those things, I think, it's a bit Marmite. I think you either mm. grab it and like it, or it's not to your taste. I'm not sure how well a season two's going to go, to be honest. Yeah. I think this season's got a lot of viewers because of it being Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Maybe. And it's been and slightly different. the trailer different. looks so good. Oh, the trailer looks good. <laughs> and it has also been sold as being a bit steampunk, which it most certainly it is isn't. not <laughs> oh, yeah. at all. In so much there is a couple of blimps in a couple of shots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> One blimp does not make, make it steampunk. <laughs> no. And you've got uh, know, trains on the monorail. Steam. Yeah, they uh, have steam. Yeah. That's yeah. steam, yeah. Um, I, I would say give it a watch. But as you, as Karen and that says, if you haven't got into it by the second story, the chances are yeah. you're not yeah. going I to. I might say give it to the third episode. The third episode is so important to the backstory of the characters. You, you don't like at that point, but maybe you might start to understand them by the the end of the third episode mm. this is it i i don't think i'd have gone to the second episode unless i was watching it for the podcast yeah, yeah. this is the thing some things you watch you think mm, and then then you think i'm gonna give that yeah, another go this one i haven't even got the inclination to give it another go each to their own yeah yep. but we'd like to know what you fine folk think of carnival row do you think it's a steaming pile of horse plop With or do you think it's the finest thing to appear on our television screen <laughs> since Doctor Who. Do write to us 
via show at staggeringstories.net. Crumbly, thank you for your input to that segment. Very I, I did like the scene, though, when Vinette, you wouldn't have seen it in the third episode. When Faye have orgasms, their wings flutter and change colour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> there is one thing that I did notice. Yeah. Uh, SFX did a review of it. All right, yeah. And as they did a review, they included a drinking game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. How many times they get naked, yeah? yeah. yeah How yeah. many fairy boobies do you see? One mm. pint. Yeah. <laughs> Carol, what's her name, gets, does get naked a few times. Which is nice to from the eyebrows, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're obsessed with her eyebrows. A lot of people are. And now, two of us went to the BFI to watch Mind, Mind Warp. So this is a Blu-ray coming up of series 23. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> uh, season 23, sorry, of Classic Who. And they put on a screening, a special preview screening of Mind Warp, which is, what, the second story of The Trial of a Time Lord yes. season. The last to feature Perry. I have to say... And it was an awesome episode. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very colourful. <laughs> pink, isn't it? Very pink. So in the beginning... Other than when it was on, I think I've watched The Trial of the Time Lord run once. Because whilst I love Connie Maker, I'm not that madly keen on The Sixth Doctor. Yeah. So I kind of like went into this. I hadn't originally booked tickets. It was only as a ticket going and got it that way. I'm like, mm, see if the memory cheats. <laughs> and I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, no, I have good. to say. It's, it is very bright. It is very colourful. At the beginning, but a lot of it is quite dark. dark. It's in caves and they do put the brightness right down, down. for BBC Studios. The stuff. sound is five... <laughs> we'll go on to a little mm. bit with the sound. The 5.1 is really nice and they've recorded the new music and mm. I've found that the music... Although, as, as um, Mark Hayes pointed out, there's music almost all the way through this. I didn't notice it, which yeah. is what good music, music yeah. should be. It obviously filled the gaps, but it wasn't oppressively there all the time. Yeah. So, so we had two episodes and then they had, was it? Phil up with the original outfit or was that when it went do, do lally I think that's when it went wrong wasn't it I can't remember <laughs> what order but we had various panels but we also had an interesting bit where it, <laughs> the screen froze and unfortunately um, our lead actress's hand was in an unfortunate <laughs> place <laughs> near yeah. King Lacanus's body <laughs> on the screen oh, for quite some time <laughs> to the point that being grown up sensible adults yeah. As we yes. were, we all started snurking like kids. <laughs> um, and basically, the projection busted. Oh, dear. So I think there was a problem with a file. There was a problem with a so file. They haven't got the Blu-rays yet. They yeah. haven't been pressed. Yeah. So uh, the team at BBC Studios or whatever gave them it on, I yeah, don't know, USB stick or something. Yeah. Uh, so... They all ran off, so we suddenly had an impromptu <laughs> Phil Newman coming up showing us this is the lovely new, this is the um, original costume. 
there's a point where Kiv is clearly just a puppet. Yeah. He'd been carried around and he owns that yeah. and brought it along. And a special guest was interviewed who I suspect he didn't know he was going to no, be called up to be interviewed. And it was actually quite interesting. It was really good, actually. I'm glad he was. Who was the special guest? Mark! He's just the creature at the beginning. Oh, yes. which is the beginning. Less, less than sort of 30 seconds. If yeah. that, you don't see his face at all. Russell West was the actor. He turns out he's become quite a big thing. He's a director of one of the playhouses somewhere, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's gone, gone on to have a great career, yeah, despite yeah. this bit part in <laughs> Doctor Who back in yeah. 1985. But he was saying it was the costume itself, apart from being very, very unwieldy, was exceedingly fragile. So once you fell over, but that was it. Yeah, so but, the worst of two worlds. Yeah, yeah, but there is a good reason why when you see it later on, it's covered with a cloth and you only see the head. It's because the rest of it kind of like just broke <laughs> as they were filming because it was just yeah. such a fragile piece of design. Literally, it was in it for five, six seconds, but he was very interesting because he'd yeah. been there for the whole rehearsals. Yeah. Yeah. So they brought, they got it fixed. It came back up, but without the 5.1. <laughs> so you could hardly hear what was being said yeah, and suddenly you could bad. see this person stand up and go storming towards the front it's like oh Mr Ayres has Marcus, gone to yeah. sort it out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it stopped again and then someone came out very sheepishly and we had something else and then it, it all came back on again and we started off there's an interesting panel with Mark Ayres and uh, with the uh, instrumental music guy who was uh, what was it Richard Hartley right and it turns out this is the only story they don't have any of the original music for in an isolated form Ooh, yeah, not, not throughout the history of Doctor Who but certainly for this season they didn't yeah. have the isolated music so they couldn't easily separate yeah. it out to do the 5.1 mix so it turns out that Richard Hartley re-recorded the entire score it took him four times as long as it did when he originally did it <laughs> he managed to get a lot of the original sound yeah. Yeah. bits that he'd used in equipment yeah he didn't have the original kit like the Roland yeah. keyboards have you, but he's got effectively software emulations of it Yeah, so he's able to recreate it pretty perfectly it's really impressive the other interesting thing was with nicola oh god thank you nicola bryan she she knew this was her last episode because the you know assistants can't be in it for more than three seasons kind of stuff talk about they've talked about that yeah and she was asked how she wanted to go and she said she wanted a really dramatic ending where she could actually show she could act yeah and so she had that whole scene where and and i thought it was a very good scene she's actually very strong in it Hmm. And, of course, later on, they marry her off. And I, yeah. I got the feeling she wasn't too happy about being married off yeah. to Brian Blessings, so to speak. It doesn't make any sense, Because it, it, yeah, no. well, it how do we know like the master spoil... was telling the truth? It might be. Because it spoiled her... Dramatic, dramatic ending. Dramatic ending. To, to be, hmm, married off. But I it, thought it was Inquisitor who said that, actually. But, okay. I think yeah. it was, yeah. She wouldn't lie. <laughs> she sold Oxo cubes. She can be trusted. Yeah. But, yeah, visually, it's clean. Well, I mean, it wasn't that unclean anyway, because of the era it is. It's more recent. I, but... there, I don't think there was any film footage. It was all no. video, so yeah. it was all upscale. It was, it was all studio-bound. Yeah. yeah, it does look nice there, there was a bit on upscale. The beach, yeah. Pink the, beach. Yeah, the paint box, Quantel or whatever yeah. effects. Yeah. They don't really look great now, the, the recolouring. I, but uh, They I, didn't look that great Yeah, then. I don't no. seem to remember them looking looking that great when they originally broadcast. No. And they've changed one or two where they had better 
cuts that suited them, the, yeah. the yeah, ones they used. This was an alternate cut, and there were a few bits where they had a slightly extended scene or something, extra a few looks. Yeah. Adds a bit of comedy to it. Mind you, what was he said? One Mark said that episode two had got shorter, m- even though it was, was the extended shorter, cut, yeah. even though it was the extended <laughs> cut. Because they actually used an alternate take, which was a couple of seconds shorter. But. Yeah. But it did look good. It was nice to see it on the big screen with lots of people there, even if we did end up smirking like little schoolboys and schoolgirls at one point. Yeah, it's always good to have uh, Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant up on stage. And all, Colin took offence almost when someone, when one of the audiences mentioned about what do you think about, and he used the word pantomime season. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And the guy had to say, no, 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 I don't think it is. I am quoting. Because <laughs> yeah. Colin really does not like his season being called pantomime yeah. and I can understand that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah there was a bit of pantomime acting in there particularly by Brian Blessed oh <laughs> yes <laughs> who, who toned it down apparently yeah right, definitely over the top yeah. Yeah. but no it, it was better than I remembered yeah. it yeah still not my favourite I still wish they'd have shown uh, the re-edit of Terror of the Vervoids which takes out all of the trial stuff yeah yeah, yeah. watching this particularly out of context them going back to the trial every even, five minutes really does get great even even do in doing the actual show snapping back to the trials just things, for no just reason. slowed just it down mind us yeah head, uh, just to care. insult each other well isn't that like having a really good story where the doctor f- meets the human form of the tardis and then we still have to have the screen to show is she pregnant is she, is she pregnant is she pregnant yeah. just to remind yeah, us that the thing you is, know, thing it's is, not no <laughs> thing is that was only done right at the end not every 10 minutes yeah. during the actual show. Not, not interrupting the actual flow of the story. Yeah, yeah it was a good, good event. Yeah. I re- really enjoyed it. And there is another Sounds one. Sounds like you had fun. Yeah, there's, there's another, another one, one coming up 23rd of November, yeah. I believe. It should be one for seven. Yeah. They did announce also, they did an evil thing. They said, we want to announce that we're having a special screening of a long-lost story featuring Patrick Troughton. And everyone went, <gasps> and it isn't a Doctor Who story. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I can't remember what it was. But so it was 1962. 1962, oh, a TV series. Robin in. Hood, probably. No, no, no. no. It um, I think it might have been a one-off drama type yeah, thing. Yeah, I think so, yeah. There we go. Dear listeners, we've been listening to an audiobook. Audiobook? Mm. Not an audio play, no. an audiobook. Which one have we been listening to? Mm, it's got something to do with evil eight legs. <laughs> Planet of the Spiders. Yep. Read by Elizabeth Sladen. Pause for music. So, Arachnid is in the UK. Yep. yep. This is the far superior version. <laughs> I wish, when I was a little girl, that Elizabeth Sladen could have read me a bedtime story because yeah. she reads books really well. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, just to clarify, it is the target novelisation. It is. Yes. It's also inspired by Terence Dix, who yeah. uh, died oh, very much so, yeah. yeah. before the last podcast. Bits of it... You could tell it was written in the 70s. Oh, really? Such as? Such as them referring to women as birds. Mm. Yes, yes, I can't remember that coming up. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was a little bit worried. Liz Sladen, you know, she she is Sarah Jane when she reads Sarah Jane's parts. She yep. um, changes the inflection of her voices for various things, various she, people. She, she acts, acts it. She acts the part. And I, I was a bit worried that her impression of Cho Jay might be 
considered a bit racist these days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really think so. I mean, no, but yeah, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, actually, Sami sort of, I was pleasantly surprised that see, she, you know, she put the various inflections into the various characters' voices. Yeah. yeah. One thing that also surprised me was the minimal use of sound effects as well, mm-hmm. especially for the uh, spider. She used the same intonation so that was used in the uh, in the original TV series. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just just that wibbly wobbly thing. Mm. Yeah. 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 Every now and then, sound effects appeared, and for me, that kind of spoiled. It. Oh, really? Yeah, because hmm. you'd be just listening and then suddenly there'd be like the sound of an engine as the car or the helicopter rushes through the countryside and it distracted it for me. I'd have preferred it if it was just her yeah. reading. Oh, no. I think I, I didn't think, notice most of them. I though, think they are there to enhance reading. Sort of. yeah. yeah, I, I appreciated them, especially mm. certainly when we're in a large ch- chamber such as the main spider chamber or the larder. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, it, didn't ooh, mind the voice, the echo, I didn't mind the echoing, echoing and yeah. that, but it was the other Random. background. Mm. noises yeah i normally don't listen to audio books i love audio plays Mm. i love Mm. the big finish audio plays i haven't really been that keen on audio books i don't know i think it's the thing about i read books and having someone read them to me it just doesn't normally work i actually really enjoyed these Partly because the way she reads it, and I've actually, I've listened to a few more of them, and I have enjoyed the BBC audios. Okay, I'm sure some are, some readers are better than others. Oh yeah, mm. and yeah, I I agree. I love the the fact that she has different inflections on the voice and different characters. I think it also it helps to some extent knowing the story because I can visualize it, visualize yeah. it as well while she's saying the story. Um, <laughs> It's Which, amazing that one entire episode is about a short chapter. Yeah. yeah. The chase episode is it's about five minutes long yeah. in audio form. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I liked about this, I loved the, the prequel that we don't get to oh, see yes. on the TV. Yes. Oh, yes. with Joe. With yes. Joe yes. and that. That's what I liked about the Target books is mm. sometimes to pump it out, you get a few extra scenes. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Terrence Dix would have liked to have done that in real yeah. life for the TV version, but yeah. they couldn't. I'm sitting again at first when it said the event comes out of his tent I'm like who's this and then this Welsh accent I'm like yeah. I wonder if that's the nut hutch lot yeah I'd forgotten initially I, I, I sorry to butt in but I, I got to compliment her Welsh accent mm, yeah, she <laughs> pulls, very good. pulls off a very good Welsh accent yeah I wonder when it is recorded has she spent much time in Wales by that point <laughs> I don't know they are still available there is a range of the BBC audio target novelisations I've actually now listened to four of them mm-hmm. one of them read by Terence one of read uh, by Terence Dix. Yes, oh, really? yes, he actually reads Terror the Autons, I think it was. Oh. And the other one I've listened That's to was Brain of Morbius. Ah, oh, Brian of Morbius. Read by yeah. the wonderful Tom. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can read you a phone book and you will love it. <laughs> um, listen to him trying to do the slightly higher voices of Sarah oh, and the, the, the priestesses of Carl. But I have to say, that one makes me laugh because it's going the priestesses in their black robes yeah. and I'm thinking no they're yeah, red, red. <laughs> 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 oh, but yeah if you haven't listened to the audio books rather than the audio plays I would give them a try mm. if you were like mm. me kind of like mm, it's a book I read books they are well well the ones I've read have been well read I found mm. I've been listening to them to and from work on the bus, and I mm. I have found them very relaxing. Is that why you ended up in Worth? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just forgot to get off. <laughs> just don't sit on them like I did. Who'd you sit on it? Sat on them. Sat on it. 
You're meant no. to sit on buses. No, on the CD disc that I broke. Ah. Oh, yes. I thought that one was, was I thought that stuck. was one you rammed into it your It was watch stuck it. in the Watsit. Mm. I got it out of the Watsit, put it on the car seat. So it survived. It's actually good proper, too, huh? oh, I thought those were indestructible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Twice God. Well. No. <laughs> oh, yes. I thought, oh, she broke it trying to get it out. Oh, that's a shame. No, I got it out successfully and sat on the bloody thing. Powerful buttons. <laughs> Between the buttock cheeks. Smack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. And I haven't done any... All of the um, Target novelizations though, that have been released audio so far are original series, Doctor Who. Yeah. I go off the word classic because there's some classic stories in the, the new well, Who. Yeah. They, they're all up until Survival. There yeah. isn't any that they... And I don't know if they did That's not strictly now. true. The, they, did, they did audio versions, some of the uh, recent ones, like uh, Day of the Doctor and uh, oh, Rose. They? I think they did audio books of those. Who read those? Not sure. I'll have to have a look at those but yeah most of them are things like gunfighters or yeah. obviously there aren't really novelizations of new who apart from yeah these re- this recent range the special but they are worth it as i say for the for the extra bits of the thoughts yeah, that the, you, the extra scenes yeah that you get in a book that you don't get in a tv series and it's yeah. just nice to sit and listen to Liz Sladen talking to you. Oh, isn't it just? <laughs> yeah. There were occasions in it where you could tell where there'd been a, a cut for a drink of water or a cup of tea. Oh, really? Because, yeah, there was a couple of points where um, she's finished one sentence and she's on a roll. And then the next sentence will start as if she's just started the sentence again. <laughs> yeah. So she clearly hasn't quite yeah. matched There's been a break. Mm. Yeah. 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 Like an edit point in a podcast, yeah. <laughs> and also, I think you can get them on Audible. You don't have to buy the CD. You can get them uh, digitally on Audible. Cool. Right, clearly run out of things to say about that. So we'd like to know what you think of them. Listen to Planet of the Spiders. It's awesome. <laughs> and then tell us what you think by writing to show. At staggeringstories.net. Dear listeners, you've been writing to us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. We've heard from Naya. Uh, hello, Naya. Not dead, then. Mm. No, not dead. Dear staggering storytellers, this is my best American accent, by the way. Oh, it's impressive. It, is? it was a real blast from the past to hear about <laughs> Labyrinth again. I loved that movie. Alas, Adam and Gina write. I think the reason it didn't do well in the box office was because nobody cared at the time about a girl's coming-of-age movie. Mm. Remember, Princess Bride was more about Wesley than about Buttercup. Mm. Also, I'm sad to say, there were loads of religious objections. Really? Someone I knew at the time told me extremely seriously that the Goblin King was obviously satan mm, and my true. soul was in danger for having seen the movie <laughs> oh, yes. okay. i happen wow. to think your soul is lovely <laughs> i played the soundtrack over and over instead so obviously i'm doomed yeah. 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 yeah great to hear about the conventions i'm having a little trouble getting out to events these days oh. so thank you for letting me live vicariously through you that's Naya. okay yeah. thank, oh, you, Naya. thank you obviously satan so they they clearly know satan quite well they, well yeah obviously they do for a personal friend yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send him Christmas cards. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Satanists send Christmas cards, isn't that? Uh... <laughs> no, you never know. 
right. Doesn't seem right somehow. <laughs> oh, God. We have one here from Kirby Bartlett Slow. Thank you, Megabyte Podcast Man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Kirby said hello to the head of Pertwee when we were in um, the Isle, Isle of Wight. Yeah, he did. He On did. stage. Yeah. He did. From across the water. Oh, the pond. Pond. He says... After Labyrinth was filmed, the Henson Company at some point shipped him to America and he vanished into the nether regions of lost luggage. <laughs> oh, okay. yes. You can't imagine Hoggle vanishing into lost luggage. Yeah. <laughs> A company in Alabama eventually purchases unclaimed baggage, sight unseen, from the airlines after the airlines have put a good faith effort into finding the original owner. Wow, really? In the late 90s, unclaimed baggage in Scottsboro, Alabama, opened a shipping container and faced the rotting head of a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> It was Hoggle. <laughs> he now officially belonged to Unclaimed Baggage. Weird. They did research, knew what he was, and they informed the Henson Company. Henson said that as long as they took care of him, they had no problem with Hoggle staying there. Aww. How strange. In 2005, Hoggle was sent to a doll hospital in Wisconsin for restoration. There are some very gruesome <laughs> pictures of the unrestored Hoggle on the doll's hospital's website. Mm. Yeah, put the link up in the show notes. Hoggle is now on display in a small museum in the lobby of the Unclaimed Baggage Center in store in Alabama. <laughs> a number of fans of the Atlanta area visit Hoggle on their way to Con Kesterberus, the Doctor Who convention in Huntsville, Alabama. I visited a couple of years ago myself. Yep. Yeah, there's a photo we here. Yep. Photo. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an awesome photo. Yeah. <laughs> Looking quite good there, Hoggle. Yeah. yeah. And that's from Kirby Barlett Sloan. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. I've always wanted P.S. to do... Hello, Head of Pertwee. Oh. Oh. Hello. And various things, including... I just don't want to say what's going on in the corner by the mm, microphone. No, no. Hello, Clara. No, 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 How no. are you, sweetie? <laughs> Is he making you stand next to Amy? Mm-hmm. She looks like a stunted thing next to Amy. <laughs> <laughs> so harsh. I've, I've always wanted to tr- do one of those um, auction, like auction yeah. unseen things. You can pay like 100 quid and you'll get five suitcases and you just yeah. don't know what's in them. So you can could either end up with five suitcases of someone else's dirty, smelly, mm, underwear, used yeah. luggage, yeah. or you know, you might come across a couple of laptops, mm, yeah, or a muppet, <laughs> or numerous yeah. bags of cocaine. Huh? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. good money there. Uh, <laughs> it's bizarre. How how did they lose Hoggle? Somebody yeah. clearly shipped it to somebody else. Well, a label fell off. Well, yeah, <laughs> but didn't the person receiving it think, "Where's my muppet's gone"? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> on the, on the Generally, that's not something people tend to think day to day. <laughs> Hello, Where's police. I've lost gone? a Muppet. <laughs> I beg your pardon, sir. Right, that was two wonderful letters from two wonderful people, but we'd like to hear from more of you, so do write to us, you know where, at show at Staggering. Stories? Dot. Net. Lead us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Ah, But never fear, in the next one there'll be more of the same. Aww. More fun frivolity and jollity, more news and reviews, more who old and new. So until that... C for Clara. <laughs> Calamitous. <laughs> Catastrophic. <laughs> Cucumber. Pub? Eh? Chlamydia. <laughs> Strange link. Well, I think Clara. <laughs> Casually catawalling towards us. Cantering. <laughs> sure horse. <sighs> towards us, this is me, Crumbly saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Over. Bow-bow.
You have been listening to Staggering Stories, Series 1, number 324, featuring Evan J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. God, shall I wake up? What should we get on and we'll, um, f*** something? <laughs> if you like. Okay. Nope. <laughs> one, two, one, two, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, four, five. Four, 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 five, 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 six. <laughs> one, two, three. I'm stuck up a tree. You'll get stung by a bee. On the knee. In your tree. When you pee. Oh, I was going to say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the two 13th doctors bonking up in the corner there. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba-ba. You're very rotten to Clara.